The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all-new, super-challenging and super-quick daily quiz built by The Spin-Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. I have slept... (laughs) For only two hours. Okay, same thing. <laughs> the Queen died, Jane. I know, the Queen died. We need to probably address that. I was up very late covering the funeral. I know, you were. I know. And I went down an internet wormhole of bad proportions. So welcome to The Real Pod. This is your reality TV and pop culture in Aotearoa podcast featuring me, Jane Yee, and also Alex Casey. Hello. And also, oh, where's Duncan? Duncan's at home. Yeah. For reasons we're not at liberty to disclose. He might tell you. We're going to ring him a little bit later in the it's pod. His own, it's his own journey. I, what I will say is yesterday I saw Duncan arrive at work and he shuffled sheepishly past me and admitted to driving a car with a snorkel on it. What? I don't know if that's related to his absence, but I just think it's something to think about. On the car or on the person? He said the car had a snorkel, which I thought meant like a comedy like the eyelashes, (laughs) (laughs) like a big, like, funny snorkel. Yeah. Apparently it's like so a big... I guess like a four-wheel drive can go oh, through yes. rivers and that. Do you know about yeah, that? Yeah, they have the exhaust out the front and it, it points backwards. So maybe he's driven into a river Yeah, got stuck. Well, we'll find out later on. He's desperate to talk about Mike King's dramatic exit mm. from Celebrity Treasure Island. So we will be doing that. We'll also be uh, doing some masked singer unmasking. A huge week on the masked singer and a very tiny bit on the block. Because tiny, there, tiny. There were technicals. We had technicals. And the Queen died. There's so the many Queen things. Died. I've got F Boy Island news as well. Oh. Let's roll into it, shall we? Here's the real news. I'd like to start by just going back a few days to a dote that you sent via text message to our The Fockers chat, which is <laughs> the three of us. Um, yes. Cast your mind back to when I talked about Simon Bridges being here at work <laughs> and I, when he waved goodbye to me, I thought he was going for a high five and I reached out and mm. he, he didn't high five me back and it was very embarrassing. Um, and then you absolutely one-upped. You I like ten-upped. You poisoned me <laughs> is what you've done by talking about high fives too much I was walking to work. This is so embarrassing. And also, I've got another embarrassing thing that I think is even worse than this. Oh, my God. But I was walking to work down New North Road, <laughs> and a cyclist was coming the other way, put her hand out to indicate that she was turning left, and I reached out thinking she was going to <laughs> high-five me. In what world? From the pavement, what an egomaniac <laughs> who just thinks people are high-fiving them willy-nilly. On the streets of Auckland. So I, I like managed to kind of save it into a cool, like, just pulling my sleeve up <laughs> type of move. She's demonstrating the sleeve action. You know, it's actually, like it quick... is pretty good, but my mind instantly goes to what would have happened had you connected a high five with this innocent cyclist? What have been Here's what I would have done. I would have just kept walking. No, you would have caused an accident. She'd have come off her bike. I might have made her day. <laughs> we you don't might know. have... <laughs> so I can't be ex- on the hook for that. One extreme to another. This is like Minority Report. I, <laughs> the, the murder has not happened yet. I cannot be charged. Um, but then a few days later, I um, was at a bird hospital. You know, normal as you as you do. And um, <laughs> one of the volunteers came up to me and was like, "Excuse me, sorry, are you?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> oh no! And she was like, "The girl who organised the climate strikes." <laughs> 
And I was like, no, I'm not Sophie Hanford, councillor for the Cuppity Coast. <laughs> what you should have said was, yes, and I you're should welcome. have. Say it, I should it. have, but it was so embarrassing. I mean, also, well, her opinion of me must have changed so much in those seconds, you know? I've gone from climate strike hero to horrible idiot who thinks there's someone who deserves to be recognised in public. <laughs> and then I went, I'm from the spin-off. She didn't care. She didn't know what that was. Okay, well, look. I never think- tried to high-five. <laughs> <laughs> I think in future just say yes. Yes, I did. Okay? Yes it's, to all. It's the only only way. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to lay low for a few weeks. Okay. That's what I'm saying. No, you're not. God damn it. You're definitely not. <laughs> The lower you try to lay, the more embarrassing That's your life gets. That's why I've been gets. Ubering to work. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> High-fiving the, uh, the Uber driver on the way out. Oh, dear. Asking where a snorkel is. Hey, T.I. here. Hi, dear. Hi, Dan. You look a little sleepy. I am a little sleepy. Are you tired? A little bit. Why are you so tired? Uh, I was up late watching the funeral last night. Oh. How late did you go? I wasn't out watching the oh. he's, he's trying to deflect from the fact that he knows we're about to talk about his amazing performance as part of the Modern Māori Quartet. Uh, he's been doing a, a cabaret season at the Civic Winter Garden. Done two nights so far. One more to go, so still an opportunity to get tickets for this Friday. This is Friday night. It's Friday, Friday night. Quite late, it's, which it's is in Auckland City. Show. You've got time to book flights if you don't live in Auckland. Um, it is a late show. Get the naked show. bus overnight. It's, it's 10. Not, <laughs> you can wear clothes. <laughs> it's 10.30 p.m., but it's a svelte hour, it's and it will be the best hour of your entire life. And it will life. take you places. It will take you all sorts of places. It will take you to the 80s. Um, mainly the 80s. Mainly, mainly the 80s, but within that. Within that, you'll go on a journey. It's so good, and we're so proud of you. And I didn't um, I didn't yell out, there's my boy, um, as much as I wanted to, mostly because your girlfriend was sitting. She was there. She was quite close by, and that would have been, she would have been very confused. What I loved about that was that we, <laughs> we keep being like, Oh, he's looking at us. He's waving. <laughs> and then we realised that beautiful, lovely, sweet Liv, Tia's lovely partner was sitting directly in front of us. And you were not looking at no, us at all. Yeah. But you, you you felt us in the room, At right? some point, I'm pretty sure the lighting operator put a great big spotlight on you guys because you were making so much noise. Quite early, on, quite early on, actually, yeah. it was. So I, I saw you guys were there. Yeah. Uh, you definitely heard us. I saw you guys doing a big cheers, a big um, communal cheers across the table. Oh, we did. Yeah, that was to you. Oh, cute. It was such a great night. Anyway, yes, absolutely. And there's also all sorts of unusual things going on around the Civic that you can um, partake in. Amazing. We got our tarot done. We did, yeah. We got our tarot. She was very good, wasn't she? Because she pulled out a little flimsy piece of paper with uh, something with some flowers on it. And she said to you, get back to nature, go look at some flowers. And I thought, wow. She's really mm. taken the message from that card and, and delivered it unto mm. you. Yeah. And I had to yours is, what was face yours? my fears or something or don't or be fearless, step into my potency. Yeah. Something like that. Evergreen. Yeah. Evergreen. Yeah. It's better than, um, did I tell you that I've been getting into tarot? I found an old pack. No, but it feels like something <laughs> you should have told us. And I thought I'd do like the one where you'd pull out three and it's past, present and future. And I did Joe's, my partner, and it was like Ace of Wands. King of Life, Champion of Swords. Yeah, it all sounds <laughs> And it was really all good. Like, amazing. It was like you had an amazing past, cool as present. You're going to be so good <laughs> at the future. And I didn't mind. It was just like the devil upside down, <laughs> death. <laughs> and then like this horrible thing that looked like just a lot of dildos. <laughs> okay. The devil upside down is trying to high five the cyclist. <laughs> okay. And the death is the coverage of the Queen's funeral last night, right? Yeah, and then a lot of dildos. <laughs> That could go either way. That could be a horrible time or a nice time. <laughs> I don't know. Can anyway. you bring your cards in and do a reading for us on yeah. board? Yes, that would be lovely. We could make it a feature. I could think do so. the tarot of um, different stars. Yep. Great. Yeah. A whole new feature. I don't know. Point. How do you feel? Some people are weird about it. They're like, I don't think you should mess with this stuff. I'm into it. Duncan's not into it. He Duncan's said last fearful. week he doesn't want to do a doesn't want to do a seance in the pod studio. Seance I think is the next step. Is this, is this next it is opening up your mind and soul and that to the spirits, mm, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, we're getting quite off track here. F-Boy Island. Tell me about it. Begins. Can you believe we've got another show to deal with? October 12th on TVNZ On Demand. I can believe it. I can believe it. It's an active, it's an attack, it's an attack on the real pod. Tell me that the block will be over by then. Because I think we're I'm up not to, at liberty to say. We're, aren't we up to week 649 of the block? 
Yeah, we're onto light, we're onto light switches and light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, cylinder room and the bins. <laughs> <laughs> What's a cylinder room? Well, we saw Tim and Artie judged one of the hot water cylinder cabinets this week. Oh, and I was like. That sounds like a I was sponsor like, you've plug. Gone off piste. No, but they didn't even like say anything. I was just like, don't look at this. Um, what were we talking about? FY Island. Oh, yeah. So they've announced, when it's starting, they've announced the three gals that will be heading to FY Island uh, Coco, Keita, Kiera. Great. Won't get confused with those names That's at gonna all. That's going to be fine. Um, one of them put their celebrity crush was hands down Johnny Depp, no. which worries me a little bit. <laughs> Re her F boy radar. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. It's going to be two episodes a week, um, dropping exclusively on TV and set on demand. And I've been watching the US one to catch up, and it is actually pretty good. Can't wait. It's really funny. It's extremely like self aware. And the guy who created it is who was kind of the heart and soul of like the funny parts of The Bachelor. He created Bachelor in Paradise. He was responsible for all the hilarious edits right. and stuff. And then he left Batch Nation and started FY Island as his own like dream. This is what I want to do with reality. Um, so I think it should be good. I don't know. Just quickly on Bachelor. I know yeah. I know we don't generally talk about the, the overseas franchise, but for anyone who's been watching this season, absolute tank. Worst ever. Two Bachelorettes. <laughs> we did it better with Lucina and um, Lily, to be fair. Mm. It's just been like an absolute drudge through mud. And the, the only silver lining of it all is that it's nearly over. And in fact, it's over by the time you're listening to this. And we've got Bachelor in Paradise coming. So, so I'll be on all sorts of islands. I'll be on F-Boy Island. I'll be on Mexico. I'll be on Treasure Island. All of that. Oh, my mum's ringing. I won't. I won't take that though. No. No, because I'm recording and I don't know what it'll do to it. Ah, uh, check her on the FaceTime. Really? Nah. Nah. What if it's a bad I don't, call? No, it'll be fine. No, I've cursed it now. She'll just be like, "Oh, I've just sold a trade me, and it's someone in your area. Can I drop <laughs> it to you, and they pick it up from you?" No shit. That's like fifty percent of the calls <laughs> that I get from mum. Oh, I love your mum. I want to go shopping with your mum. Oh, you should. Anyway, God, we've got so much to talk about. And, and is there any other news? Mm-mm. So we can just get into Mask Singer? Mm-hmm. Here's Reality Check. I have four weeks to I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality Check. Who is it, Alex? Who is it? Who is it underneath the mask? Ironi Clark. I would never have guessed it, and what a beautiful voice. What a beautiful voice on the man. Wow, and what a lovely smile. This is um, Magic Monster. Magic Monster. Magic Monster. Who I thought we weren't going to get there. I thought, it, I thought Magic Monster was going to go all the way. Oh, I didn't guess him in time. He's mm. the first one. That I didn't guess in this season. But did you have him anywhere no. on your orbit? No. No, but I, I was definitely honed in on rugby and uh, in this episode, based on the clues, like the shield and lions. I was like, it's someone who's played against the lions or is from the Wellington Lions. Are they rugby? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and the shield, the Ramfurly shield, Amazing. you know? So that's I was definitely in there. And then I was looking up all... Um, I was going like Wellington Lions singer, and I found a, another player who does some. Who was the one of the original Six Sixty band members, bassist for Six Sixty, and I was like, I'm there. Wow, never heard of this person, but no, it was uh, Ronnie Clark. At least you're just kind of backfilling your knowledge for like a yeah. very niche pub quiz one day. That's true, Six Sixty yep. quiz. Yep. Um, so who's left? We know that we know there's Nemir in the alligator costume. We know that Holly Smith is in the bedazzled costume, which just leaves Blue Penguin, and I'm still no idea. Push towards the dreadlocked birds. What was that? Well, they were the 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 the, uh, the guessing panel were like something to do with reggae, sort of reggae style music, because um, there was also Jar reached out was in there. Um, oh. Put our feathers on the map. Climbed to second highest peak. That feels like a number two album in the charts to me. Mm. Um, Cracked the ice. It was only me there. But was maybe in a group before that. Ah, oh, potentially. No clue. Hey, didn't someone say someone from Adija or something? Oh, who was it? Who sang for Adija? Went solo. <sighs> uh, we are we are workshopping right here live on pod. I can only think of Bo Munger. Who was the son of... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Of Ryan Munger. Where Betty is Ann? he now? Did Betty Ann go solo? I don't know. 
Anyway, Blue Penguin, the last the last mystery. mystery left on Earth, uh, and is next week the final? It's the final. Okay, yeah. So at least that's so they'll do on the they'll they'll knock they'll probably do down to two. You know they'll knock one out midway through the show, and then they'll go down to two, and uh, and the the final masks will be revealed, or it's the people exciting. under them at least. It's exciting. I just want I just want Tina Cross to be there. Well, I mean, but a, none of it adds up. Ah, uh, but none of it adds up to. I feel like, I mean, they're probably specific clues, but I feel like at this point we were getting quite obvious clues last season. But stuff mm. like put our feathers on the map makes me feel like that's just someone who sang overseas once. Did something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe literally put feathers on a map. We don't know. We don't have much else to say. No. Um, but I think we should. So I think we should just crack on to to the island of celebrity treasure, shall we? Yeah. Perhaps we should have a little break, actually, before we do that. Let's do it, lolly break. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Breaking news out of the ad break. Duncan's told us not to bother calling. He doesn't have the vibe going. Yeah. You know, he's got things That's going too on. too bad. I mean, sounds to me like he's stuck in a river. <laughs> I don't know about Did he you. say, I don't have the vibe going or I can't get the wheels turning? I mean, it was between the lines. Or the, <laughs> the snorkel not Snorkel's functioning. clogged. <laughs> okay, Celebrity Treasure Island. Uh, we are up to week three. You'll remember that last week we left on a monster of a cliffhanger of Mike King announcing he was self-eliminating from the island, and then we had that teaser that showed him weeping. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, the switch was real quick. Like he went straight from "I'm out of here" straight into heavy tears. But not just him. Every like all well, not everyone, but almost everybody. Just like huge mass emotional dump mm, mm, across the arena. <laughs> that is a deep cut for the OG Real Pod listeners. Uh, the what term was emotional it dump. in reference to? Was it Fleur? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was from the Jordan Major Bachelor days. It was definitely around Duncan's dining table. Someone I took that. a huge emotional dump. I think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was me. I think it's always you. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Mike King did an emotional dump. Uh, he Huge. said, I love you all, broke into tears, and he was like, I thought he was going to say, I want this to be Alex's show. I want her to go for I can't be in here and compete against her because I want this is her time to shine. What he said was, there are kids out there that need me, suicidal kids. Mm-hmm. And so he was feeling the pull of having to return to his charity work and not be on the island. It was, I mean, we talked last week about the fact that some of his behaviour on the island was Pretty ropey in mm-hmm. terms of mental health advocacy. Yes. I think anyone can agree with that. There was borderline bullying, if not actual bullying. There was a very deliberate play to mess with people's heads. And he hadn't—he was only there like in a couple Two nights. Two or three days? Yeah. There's a really interesting um, interview with him that Glenn McConnell at Stuff did where he kind of talks about how he felt within himself when he arrived there that he snapped back into this like, TV character that he didn't want to be anymore. Right. Like, so it does seem like he's done some reflecting since being on the show, but maybe at the time was just like, oh, this is not for me. He, he like almost, I think in the interview, kind of likens it to like an alcohol addiction where he's like, suddenly you're back in it and you just cannot get out. And I thought that was quite interesting. Obviously, like, doesn't excuse the bad behavior, but at least he's kind of showing a bit of self awareness about yeah. how he, yeah, came across on the show. But also, why not say that as your reason? leaving because I think that's yeah. a perfectly acceptable yeah. reason. Look, I, I'm not – it's too tense to question <laughs> the reasoning that he gave. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, when you're talking about suicide and when you're talking about people who are at risk and vulnerable, you have to assume that his intentions are nothing but the best. What really upset me was 
how upset Alex was. I know. That her dad was leaving. That immediately she went back. She said, you know, I went back to when I was eight years old. And, you know, dad was never around. around. And then she was like, I just want my dad here. And I... I was just, I guess, kind of weighing up, like, what's what's more important to him here right now is that his daughter needs him. Mm. And I'm not saying that there aren't other people who need him. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's real tense. It is just crazy. This is the same show where 10 minutes later they're going to be, like, fighting over Tim Tams. Yeah. You know, like, that. all of this emotion and all of these really complicated things have all come out of, we're only in week three of Celebrity Treasure Island and... We're dealing with like this inner family turmoil. I know. And like Mike King, you know, appearing to be carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And like that must be a horrible thing to have with you if, if you're feeling that pull to take you out of the competition. Mm. If we're, you know, but there were, his word. there were a few other people who were a little bit like suspicious. Yes. So there was Susan DeVoy, was just like, she just seemed cynical in her face. Mm-hmm. I think it was Courtney or Siobhan. With Siobhan, Courtney was crying. Siobhan was like, reality TV's weird, man. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, is that real? But then she crying just because she's faking it too. Yeah. And, you know, Siobhan, I think, is really switched on. Yes, like, I agree. She's also an actor, and I feel like actors know people. Um, who else didn't take the bait was Karen O'Leary. I noticed Not in the yes. stands. Yeah. She was po-faced. And we have seen her... Crying. Yeah, yeah. Karen <laughs> you know, O'Terry famously. We know she's capable of getting those O'Terry's out, but she was not buying it at all. No, and I think I think it was that from those few people who kind of have been there with him and perhaps been on the receiving end of some of his um, activities that, that that made me, that it cast an extra shadow of doubt, you know, mm. about the whole thing. Um, and also uh, Cassie, I think, was echoed what I was thinking, which was like, that's, fuck, that's my kid. I would never leave them, you know, high and yeah. dry like that. Dylan Schmidt was bawling. <laughs> He's oh, probably just thinking about his trampolines. <laughs> I really am quite fond of the Dylan, Jesse, oh. like, bromance that's brewing. I know. Like, just some sports bros. Yeah. Um, Jesse's, like, endless commitment to just plastering his face with zinc. I love. I've got down here that Jesse covered in zinc is, like, there was one particular exchange where he had almost full face. And I was like, that is as terrifying as Momo. <laughs> It was something about the way the shadows were cast. I was yeah. like, I cannot let my children see this. They won't sleep for weeks. <laughs> but you know what? He's smarter than anybody there. Sun damage. Yes. Jesse's going to look amazing at 60. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, beautiful he, skin. he comes from a sailing family, so he knows what the sun can do. He respects the sun. The reflection off the water. Mind you, there's barely been any sun. No, <laughs> they seem frozen solid most of the time. I will say as well, props to like... They could have just edited that sequence to just be purely heart-wrenching and emotional, which it was for the most part. But I like the fact that they threw in, you know, the fact that it was complicated and that people weren't necessarily buying it and that maybe... Because Mike King is a very complicated character and I just... I appreciated that you kind of came out of it going, I don't really know what to think I don't about know what that. to think. You I know? know. Exactly right. Um, one thing... Another thing I didn't love that he did, though, was throwing Alex under the bus and then by exposing the alliance and then just walking away. So not only is he kind of abandoning her when she clearly wants him to stay, mm. but he's also, like, done a little hospital pass on the way out. Done <laughs> an emotional dump and then a real dump. Can you imagine <laughs> Christmas time, Christmas dinner at the King household? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Prank pre- There's a reality show. Prank presents uh, central, I'd say. Um, so Mel also exposed, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, perhaps not the righteous leader wannabe that she she proclaims to be. Um, Lynette's not buying into it. Still loving Lynette, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's very happy with Alex and Kuaka. Of course, they feel a bit betrayed. Karen's upset because she's been... Because Alex is saying, it's just a game. I'm just playing the game. But Karen's saying, I've been supporting you through this, through kind of non-game stuff, like real-life stuff. And when it suits you, you're now saying it's just a game. Yeah. That's when we get some Karen O'Terry. That was when she also said that you can play the game without being a backstabbing, conniving twit. <laughs> Which I thought was just twit's really good. <laughs> yeah, twit enough these days. Um, we have a flashback to the elimination, and uh, Cassie just took up captaincy for Mongol. 
She stepped into her potency. I don't know. I don't know what happens with that challenge as well. That never happened. The elimination challenge. They chuck it in the back pocket for next time. Like there's a whole butterfly effect thing going on here with Mike. Oh, the self elimination. Yeah. Do we even know what it would have been? I mean, we could probably watch back and see the setup and see, and see if it comes up again. But that's too. That's too much. Even for time. us. Even for us. Some tiny toy parachutes um, arrive, and it's just to tell them today begins with a face off, and it will end a little differently. I only just realised this going back over my nights. I can't. What 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 was it that happened? That ended um, differently. They thought was it was going to be a merge. Was it that Ron, Ron Crib Crib? rocked up? I guess so. <laughs> I think they were too vague in this. Yeah, everyone was just like, "Oh, look, side oh. And also, like every day ends differently. Yeah, which is what they they were saying. <laughs> this is where we get the uh, sibling alliance formed, which is I love that Siobhan, Elvis, and Cam. Um, sibling alliance is real funny. <laughs> This just sounds the least threatening thing in the world. I know. <laughs> this is like, before they had called it anything, I wrote down that it was the Good Guy Greg Alliance. It is like, the Good Guy Greg. Like, these three are just like yeah. the GCs and, of the island. And they're all just like, <laughs> we're not in any alliances, shall we just? We okay. <laughs> yeah. And Siobhan was so stoked because Munta from last season, Tammy Davis, told her to get in an alliance early. Um, but he went home quite early, so I'm not sure that you should be listening to him. Mm. I reckon the best advice he probably could have given her was just don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. Um, yeah, I loved how excited she was. I wrote down, Joe said, just kind of walking past, was like, Siobhan seems unusually normal for an actor. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a really good observation. She went to my primary school, actually. Did she? Yeah. yeah. I think she's really cool. She's very cool and very tall. That's just an observation. <laughs> team face-off was the bouncy coconuts of the um, a barbecue spread for the winning team. The losing team have to replace their, their captain. But most importantly, Dylan gets... His uh, trampolines. Tiny wee ones, but tiny a tramp nonetheless. But boy, he gave it hell. He gave it hell. He did, did it those flip. flips at the end. That is just amazing, that. I also think it's really funny how, like, we've had quite a few challenges that have a lot of coconuts involved. Mm. We're not actually on a tropical no, we're not. island. We're, like, not. <laughs> we're not. And we're not even pretending to be anymore. I no. feel like last season they almost tried to pretend a little bit, and this time they're just like, yeah. they're just at the beach in Northland. <laughs> chuck an apple, chuck a kiwi in there. Uh Joel was particularly bad at this challenge and we don't I, I didn't think anything of it until later on when there was a bit of a flashback and some commentary coming from Susan Devoy. Um, but he did throw a couple that just like didn't even straight to the ground. No we needed There's the just no way that Joel is more coordinated than that. Like he is he was a professional athlete. Look, I want to tell you something. <laughs> One, we need to come back to that. Two, I'm more coordinated than that, and that is really saying something, okay? <laughs> like, truthfully. Yeah. Um, tell me, what, what, what sort of professional athlete was he? He was an ice hockey player. What? That's, I think, what brought him to New Zealand to wow. play ice hockey. And then he, is he Canadian? found the air. He is from Minnesota. Right. I right. think. Um, Karen uh, is, is trying to throw the challenge so that, that <laughs> she can... She can uh, sort herself out as leader of Kuaka, but accidentally does quite a good job. <laughs> so funny. But fortunately, they lost anyway, so they get to appoint a new captain. Um, Mango win, but Kaori steal the prize, the lovely barbecue spread, and Dylan is real sad about it. So sad. But tramps. But tramp. Tramp But tramps. You know, you got can't to eat a tramp. No, it's true, but you can't do a flip off a piece of steak either. Well, <laughs> well he probably maybe could. could. <laughs> I loved it when Elvis like got the last shot and was like, "Put that on primetime TV." <laughs> and Brie was like, "That's the whole thing. It's <laughs> the whole damn point." Love um, Elvis. When they get back from their the challenge and they're supposed to be voting for a new captain, who's sat there like a little prince, ready to go, ready to step into the shoes of captain? It's Krimi. It's Krimi. <laughs> Do you think that everyone really knew who he was? I th- well, Karen said she had his poster up on her wall. She I know. Kyle did. Who do you th- who do you doubt? I don't know. I just when they came in, they were like, "Oh, it's Ron Crib," kind of in that voice. Like they were just told quickly who, who it was and to make sure they say the name nice and clear. Uh. And I don't know. I wouldn't have recognised him, but maybe that says more about me than almost any other New Zealander. He's a big man. I mean, I would have recognised that he's a big man. Big man! And I would have gone. Big man at Big camp. man, you probably were a, a, a forward. Forward? He was a number eight. Yeah! 
Jam. He also <laughs> had a really gorgeous head of like curly black locks as well, and, oh. which he doesn't have anymore. Which you know. Right, making him even less recognisable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, Kirby's here, and he's here to he's he's here to fix Quaka. Does quite a bloody good job too. He really does. I love this whenever there's. I feel like maybe Buck had the same effect. There's just so much reverence for like an all black. Yeah. And they're just like, yes, my king. <laughs> as soon as he arrives, they're like, whatever you want, my king. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows how to like rally a team. He got them doing like little huddles and chants. Yeah. And he's things. like, we need to get an arrow formation and move forward. And, he, and I was like, yes. <laughs> and he made a um, he made a little bench for them to sit on. He's just was like, sweet. you know, somewhere where we can all sit communally. We'll help with the uh, with help with the spirit of camp. Very very cool. Um, Karen does some really, um, I was, I was going to say really good subtweeting, but it was very, very blatant subtweeting of Alex <laughs> as she puts herself forward as captain. She's like, I have integrity, but I, if I decide to change gear and form alliances and be dishonest, I'll be honest about it. I won't be a twit. She won't be a twit. So she's taking a dig at Alex. But also, how can you trust someone who says if I'm going to be on, dishonest, I'll be honest about it? Mm. And how can you go up against Ron Crim for the leadership? You can't. <laughs> Crimby reckons he should be captain um, basically to protect himself, which is he's straight into the game. Yeah. Uh, and he was very open about that. He's like, you know, all the men have been targeted. Yeah. I don't want to go home. Yeah. are like, yes, my king. <laughs> <laughs> we see a new voting situation. Gone is the box. with. It was a weird wheel. I, I don't know how it works. I was like, how do, the, yeah. how do the balls sit in the wheel when you turn it around to put it in a different hole? So also, Ron and this is this is where it's like have production thought this through. Ron and Karen got even votes, and then they were like, "Okay, we're going to do a revote, but you can only vote for Ron or Karen." And it's like <laughs> that's what everyone literally just did. That what just happened? It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> that only works if someone voted one vote for someone else, and then they get to transfer their vote. But anyway, um, <laughs> they have a hooey. Things get heated between Karen and Alex, and then uh, Karen says quite petulantly that she's going to abstain from voting. Mm. But she doesn't. <laughs> she, she votes for Ron. <laughs> in a really big performative kind of a way. Uh, maybe Ron should run for mayor. <laughs> All the mayors. Captain's test. Kuaka walk in with Cribby uh, holding the, uh, the the captain's stick and no one seemed surprised at all, I felt. Mm. Do you think word got round? I reckon Mike, Ting told, Mike, Ting, Mike King told them all on his way out. Who else was there? Yeah, because he knew. For sure. Yeah. Mike is, cannot keep a secret. It's not going to keep any information to himself for any reason. <laughs> and the, and the, uh, the captains have to do a test where they've got to figure out who was voted the most in questions about their competitors. So, like, if they said who's the most competitive – you know, who was the person that people said was most competitive? Wow, mm. I just explained that in a really complicated way. It was like Family Feud. It was like Family Feud. I have to say, don't give uh, Chizzo enough credit because that's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of interesting. What were some of the... Uh, I didn't, I've never heard heartthrob be applied to a girl Neither. Before. I was like, it was obviously TK. Yeah, so when they said Courtney, I was like, well, hmm, okay. You're saying she, she's... A lovely, attractive girl, but heartthrob. Yeah, but yeah, no, everyone said maybe oh, that's a quality. This, this though, if you were in the the team with the most people, would you not just like answer the questions that production give you and then what tell? Did you go yeah, tell your captain. Go. By the way, we answer these questions. Not sure what it's about, but you might want to say Courtney. Yeah, you know. Another interesting point, mm. Janie. Thank you. Something to investigate later. Ron Cribb. Takes the win for Kuaka, despite having been there 40 seconds. He does a Dame Sue's. And uh, wins the opportunity to, opportunity to call a revote for another team's captaincy. So they've got that in their back pocket. They haven't used it this week. So we'll see when that comes up. Then we get to the endurance challenge. Which was shot on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> like, it where were they? Definitely was. <laughs> the longest walk. Yeah. To three... Planks of things with a oh, see, oh chisholm. Yeah, all right, all right. You've got t- two planks connected in what I would call a corner upright. <laughs> what? No, I'm lost now. You're erasing my memory of the challenge. An upright corner. Do you follow? A ninety degree. A ninety degree hangman's corner. And then atop that, there's a basket. There's a ball with a ball. In it. <laughs> 
like a it's like railing. It's like a tube. It's like railing <laughs> either side, holding a ball in place. You've got to hold it level with your arms up in the air, uh, holding on to a T-bar type situation. People saw it. Why are we explaining it? I don't know. It's a fun game. Basically, arms up in the air for ages and uh, Ron versus Dylan versus Lynette, who walks for six hours a day. I've seen her. And I believe her. Yeah. I've also heard that she spends ages on the Stairmaster at the gym and she's a Pilates instructor. More importantly, I've seen her ab muscles in the promo photos. You don't get those from not walking six hours a day. And she did a bloody good job on this challenge. She did really, really well. She did really, really well. Um, they went for like, she, I mean, she was in there for over half an hour, right? Oh, it was, th- oh, it freaks me out how long Imagine, take. oh my God, I'm so tired already. I know, <laughs> I lifted I my know. arms up for one second. I know, and you're just absolutely screwed if you're blowing out your pits, aren't you? And you're on Mars. No I love how, um, how Team Coldy decided that Lynette should go up for the challenge. Mel was like, can you do a squat for a long time? And and Lynette was like, yes. And uh, and Mel was like, right, definitely you then. Yeah. Like, what do you know about this challenge that we don't know? And apparently nothing. Yeah. Lynette bowed out um, and then Dylan strikes some weird deal with Ron about sharing some food and maybe a look at the clue later if they both just kind of, if 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 Dylan opts out and gives Ron the win. Yeah. He wasn't. Super clear, was he? He was like, I'd like, you know, not half, but like a little bit, a little bit of coffee maybe, mm. and, you know, whatever you feel like. In my <laughs> mind, the trade was that Dylan was opting out of the comp to give them the win. Yes. In and, exchange for. Yeah. For some bit of food and a, 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 a third of at the, at the clue. In Cribby's mind, he was like, I'm going to trade you something for the stuff. Like, that, that just, I mean, I know that he might have said the word trade, that, Dylan did, but I think it was fairly obvious. He was talking about, I will drop out of the challenge, give you the win, and in return, perhaps you give me some of the goods. Yeah. But I guess maybe Ron was like, which I believed, was like, I could do this forever. That's You're not true. giving me the, you know, like, I will be. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, let's just both call it quits mm. now. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Anyway, episode eight, Dylan's rolling around on the beach like a log. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Dylan is, like, he's quietly brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it's Joel's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. Quite good to have a birthday on the island. You've got an automatic party all day long. None of that kind of sitting at home going no one's calling. Because they can't. So True. And great for all your friends and family because they can't get hold of you anyway. So they don't, they're don't. they not laboured with that. Nice day at the beach. A nice day at the beach. Also nice to hear that even celebrities just totally botch Happy Birthday. Yeah. No one knows. You're a singer. If you were to start Happy Birthday, what note are you starting at? If you were to sing it right now, oh, I'd have to start on the note that you guys just started it before. Hey. That's nice Which and is low. Different to what you did. Oh, oh right. Is it not exactly the same? Is it not pitch perfect? That's weird. Normally, what happens at work is we go happy, b-, and then we get up to the high bit later, You're and screwed. everyone's screwed. Too high for the high. The octave low is too low. We're all just a hot mess. Is it a challenging song to sing? No. In- oh. <laughs> Even the high bit. It just depends where it's pitched. I mean, I've heard you sing bloody aha, so yeah, get out of here. Don't sure. ask him. He's a professional <laughs> singer. Friday 23rd, 10.30pm, Winter Garden. I Honestly, corny's a symbol. Get a corny table. A corny table. It would be so great. Uh, okay, where are we? And what you should do is put a corn as your... Can you see phones from where you are? If someone had a corn on their phone screen and held it up. Oh, probably. If lots of people did that, you could probably see that, right? Yeah, or get a holog like a or bring corn. Bring, bring corn. If someone had a meter high stack of corn on the table, reckon you'd see it. I'd see that. Yeah. Okay. Might get kicked out though. Okay. Uh, Ron is trying to fix Kuaka. He's making benches. He's making a little pan scrubber. He uh, he's a very handy guy. Karen has marshmallow mouth, um, which means she can't really enjoy the coffee till it's cooled down. <laughs> Famously, can't eat hot food without. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that just everywhere? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The charity challenge is um, wear tail and get some rings. I watched this on Fast Speed and it was hilarious. Okay, maybe I should have watched it at Fast Speed because I thought it was very boring. I've got, this is fun. I love these stupid challenges. (laughs) Looks killer on the old Legos though. Dylan wins and that's the summary. Wow. I wrote picking up rings. I reckon this took a lot longer than it showed because they were all saying about like their legs were sore, weren't they? Mm, I don't know. It's hard to tell when you're listening at (laughs) all. Double speed, could have been saying anything. anything. (laughs) 
Um, this is where Joel does a real awkward pull of Siobhan to see if she wants to form an alliance. And she is just <laughs> flapping about like, oh, it's, uh, it's too soon, isn't it? It's so good to say, are you in any alliances yet? And she just goes, I don't know. <laughs> what she really wants to say is, I don't know how to answer this question. Um, she's just started the sibling alliance, let's not forget. Mm. And she decides to join a two-person alliance with Joel anyway. I don't know if joining an alliance with someone just because they are the only person who's not in an alliance is the greatest strategy. I feel like they lack some direction. And, yeah. You know. Can it hurt you, though, long term? I no. don't know. I just feel like everyone's so open about their alliances here. It's ridiculous. She's yeah. like, well, I've got this other one, but yeah, I'll join with you. And then, <laughs> oh, there's an even worse situation Um with alliances, which we'll get to later on in the show. But uh, we also find out that Susan is meeting Chappelle each morning. What is this? I How is this happening? No, I don't know. What are the rules of this universe? Can anyone just meet anybody from another team? I wonder what time the camera crews start. That's my question. Because if they're like, you know, crew, crew starts at 7, Susan definitely seems like someone who's up at 5.30 in the morning, you definitely. know? Definitely, yeah. So she can just get in there and go for a chat prior to crew arriving. So she has little little uh, sunrise yarns with Shim every yeah, morning, yeah. which I love. I love, I love that. it too. I love that. But I'm just like, how did this even start? Like, I have so start? many questions. Why, Why have they Shim? not put up electric fences between the camps? Well, do you guys remember when Chris and Lance got in, like, massive trouble for meeting on the yeah, hilltop going up at the midnight? Hell. And yeah, nearly got kicked off the show. Yeah. It's, it's da- the dame has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only explanation. Uh, apparently they're trying to sort of sort out taking out Mungo. Um, well, that's what we're led to believe, but I think they're just exchanging yum food, <laughs> like swapping fruit and Tim Tams or something. Yeah, and they establish a glasses signal at oh, um, yes. the challenges if they're going to work together to yep. take out Mungo, which yep. I quite like. Uh, Aya and Courtney um, have a fun time massacring Crab, which is like a huge life-changing moment for, my, for Aya, as we, as we learn by the end of this episode. Um from crabs to cribs. Jesse's trying to jump in on the Dylan and Cribby train, so watch this space, all the sports dudes, sports bros. Jesse's, to use a, a Montgomeryism, a weapon. Yeah. In this challenge that came up next, yes. where he was throwing that rope like a ball, immediately knew how to untangle yeah. those ropes. Yeah. I was like, watch out. He did so well. Uh, okay, so also Ron shows his team a screwdriver, and there's a note inside it, and he's like, I'll show you the screwdriver. And then inside the note that I'm not going to share with you mm. unless I decide that it's worth sharing with you later or something. And everyone's just like, okay, yeah, cool. And I'm He's like, king. why <laughs> Why are you not sharing the note, Captain? Lead by example. <laughs> Showing us a screwdriver is very unhelpful. We need to know what's written on the scroll. Yes, yes, Captain. So there's a compass, a screwdriver. Is it all going to be like sort of Cluedo <laughs> weapons? I, I, there's definitely going to be some orienteering involved later yeah, on. Yeah, true. Is, gosh, imagine. Love you it. You have to draw on your 12-year-old self. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a face-off. The reward is Tim Tams. Uh, absolutely massive response to the Tim Tam reward um, for the sponsor. <laughs> Huge, Huge response. I mean, you saw what, we, how we responded it's at the party. True. To see a lot of like en masse Tim Tams, it's like Cam said, he's never even seen that many at the supermarket. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. For free. I feel like a mini a Tim Tam on an empty tum. A Tim Tam tum. Tim Tam tum. There could be. Problems. There could be problems. But I reckon you're so desperate and hungry. It's mm. so delicious. And they you probably don't think about good. the consequences. We've got that ropey bridge thing, as you mentioned. Jessie absolutely nailed it. Um, Lynette's out because she reckons she's not strong enough. But again... I'd like to draw your attention to the thousands of abs and the millions of miles walked in the stair climber. Like, mm. she's strong. Someone's yeah. getting in her head. Or she's getting in her own head. It's ageism. Is it self-ageism? Might be. Uh, or maybe she's the smartest one. Like, she's like, why would I? I'll just sit out. Yeah, oh, totally. Save, save my strength. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they have to balance this wooden carving, and this looks oh. awful. I want to know how long this took, because I reckon years. Yeah. It felt like it even cut down. It was like most of the teams, it was it would only go like five centimetres off the ground before top leg, and they had to winch it all the way up to a hook yeah. that was like taller than all the We heads. never really saw Cody go from <laughs> ground to top. We just saw suddenly it was quite near the top and they managed to hook it on. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that they cheated because I don't know how you would. Um, but also the wind, it's, it's quite windy, which is proving difficult mm. in some of these challenges. Did Cody have more team members? 
Well, I know. Oh, no, because they set people yeah, up. Yeah, so they have, they have to be even. Anyway, Cody win. Um, then they fall apart. <laughs> then they go back to camp and it turns out Lynette... She committed the unforgivable sin. She pulled an Eve and ate the apple. Applegate. <laughs> Christina Applegate. Um, <laughs> she hasn't had a mango. She hasn't had any pineapple. She hasn't had any of the other fruit. She was hungry of a morn and she helped herself to an apple. And Susie D is, she's not furious. She's kind of like, I'd get this mad at anyone. Yeah. I've been telling off everyone about this shit. Just yeah. deal with it. Don't be precious about it. But it's also like, <laughs> is it really that bad that... Lynette had an apple. Like they, so they showed this montage of all the food that they've got. Yeah. And then this is the thing that Susie's been upset about. <laughs> and it does make me think she's just really got a thing against Lynette. Do you think she was waiting in the bushes in the morning? Yes. She's been awake for hours already. Yes. yes. Just waiting. She spied her doing it. <laughs> I love the passive aggressive. You enjoy that apple this morning, Lynette? <laughs> So good. Imagine if Dame Susan DeVoy was your flatmate. <laughs> I would be like, I don't know, Susan, did you enjoy all the spaghetti when we had no food on the first day that you got here? She enjoyed us weirdly like joining other teams in the morning and sharing all the Tim Tams. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity again. <laughs> Dylan and Cribby meet for this uh, supposed trade. Dylan is caught off guard when he realises that there's supposed to be a trade with some actual goods involved and so he just offers all their fishing gear. Yeah. <laughs> and Cribby's like, yeah, that'll do. Here's half a thing of instant coffee. And like a weird thing of plums. <laughs> yeah. And there's not, I'm beetroot. Yuck. Turn to beetroot. Cribby <laughs> uh, hasn't bought a clue. Um, Krimi's not got a clue, Alex. No He says it's too soon, but if I get hiffed off the island, I'm I'm giving it to you. You have my word. Um, And that the alliance between the the sports bros will happen more formally when the merge happens. But for now, Krimi's got to look out for his team, Mm. which is solid. It's solid. Krimi's a player. Um, Cody talk elimination, and Joel suggests shim. Susan, immediately, never going to happen, because I'm the captain, and I get the final say. Also, Shim's feeding her Tim Tams. <laughs> Shim Tams. Shim Tams. And, she, yeah, she's just not a – she's just she, – he's her boy. I don't know how this relationship I happened. I don't know. I want to know everything about it. It's the most beautiful, unlikely friendship. Yeah. I love that energy that she's got, though, where she's like, I'm the captain. Like, truly like a captain, a sports captain who's yeah. like, when push comes to shove, I'm going to do what's best and I'm not going to be like this – diplomatic person mm. you know this isn't a democracy this is a tyranny <laughs> she wants karen gone Chrissy. <laughs> she wants karen gone and joel and siobhan want karen to stay because they think she's funny which is a great reason because remember really remember reason. we're on a silly little tv show yeah <laughs> but susan's very suspicious thinks that there's some sort of alliance going on which we know is simply not true because Siobhan and Joel very bad at alliance chat. <laughs> no. Does she think Karen's got an alliance with Joel? Because Joel and Siobhan wanted Karen to stay, uh. Susan was like, something's going on there. And then in the, in the, in the, in the moments, Siobhan and, and Joel were just like, she's just funny and it's nice to have someone funny around when you're having a bit of a shit time. Yeah. Uh, Susan has a theory, though, and this is an interesting theory and I am, I think I'm on board. Uh-huh. She has a theory that if you go back to the coconut throwing challenge that Joel was very bad at, that you say, Alex Casey, that you reckon he should be better at, mm-hmm. you're right there with Susie D. She thinks that he deliberately was trying to throw the challenge so that there could be a revote in captaincy, mm-hmm. either for himself or for someone else. I don't know. She thinks for himself so that he could get immunity. Um, so that was, I'd never thought of it at the time, but no. now that she mentions it, I'm like, Huh. It was a sneaky wee flashback reveal. Yeah. And also interesting that Joel's never, we've never really seen Joel talking strategy at all, which is probably, you know, a strategy in itself. I He's think playing it is. this like spacey kind of character, but man's got a PhD. There's no way he hasn't, the, the wheels are not turning in his head. Mm. There's absolutely no way. And Dame Suze sees all, she as sees we all. know. So yeah. I reckon Dame Suze is always on the right track <laughs> with her assessments of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing she wasn't aware of was that she could put up a member of her own team for elimination if, if strategically that made sense. Cam reminded her of this, reminded her of this, and she was like, Sneaky oh. little moment of Cam. Oh, genius moment of Cam. Yeah. Genius moment Cam's of Cam. Cam's blossoming. Cam knows what we know about Joel and that, that he's a competitor. Mm. And Cam's planting and, and striking up a lovely relationship again. 
with Susan Devoy. True. Um, they're meditating on the beach, you know. Love that. Love it. Uh, and Siobhan's aware of this um, anti-Joel movement, as she calls it, or an AGM. I'm pretty sure. I rewound it like four times. Pretty she sure said she G. Said, I'm pretty sure she said G. Yeah, I think she said G too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, elimination challenge. And Joel turns up in his party dress. Just to lighten the mood. Yeah. But he could feel the tension. Do you think he's quite down? Do you think he's feeling quite down at the moment? Because he's talking a lot about buoying things up and lightening the mood and it's good to have funny people around. Yeah. Possibly. I think you can probably feel what's going on, right? Yeah. He's on the he's on the outers. And he's like, maybe you can't eliminate me if I'm wearing a dress. Maybe that's what he thought. It's your birthday as well. It's your birthday. It wouldn't, I mean, that is as good as immunity that's as you're really going to If Susie sad. D put him up from her own team on his birthday while he's wearing a dress, that would be, she'd be instantly super villain. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this puzzle. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's Aya and Karen. And there's like... Unhooking the puzzle from the thing, that bit goes pretty fine. More rope stuff. More rope, rope work. A lot of rope work. Like. Yeah. Karen uh, Karen gets the first puzzle. Then she, they've got to go back and do a second one. First one she got in seemingly three and a half seconds. The second one was a leveller. <laughs> <laughs> they were there some 35 minutes. trying to. There were only five pieces to the puzzle. And Karen, like, you could see her just going into... She was just riffing. Yeah. She was doing like full stand up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like she forgot she was in a competition. I was. But she was telling great. She was. She was. Great she jokes. did. She delivered an excellent set <laughs> under pressure. And I was. Uh, I was kind of like, whoa, this is. Why is she not doing the fucking puzzle? Like, just concentrate. <laughs> You're going to end up going home, woman. But what changed everything was Chizo chiming in with a clue, telling them that the the square that they just the extra piece that they just uh, gotten out of the bag. Goes in the corner. It's a corner mm. piece. And that, uh, after that, it was moments before Karen finished the puzzle, sending Aya home. That's right. And Chizzo did his famous um, kind of over-the-top emotional statement. He said, you will be remembered for your style and grace. Mm. Which is not untrue, but it's just like, it's quite a lot for the situation. I don't know if we saw enough of Aya to remember. But, but perhaps, you know, these guys... We're up to like day nine or something. It's actually quite a long time now. Mm. So nine days they've been in the company of only each other, no access to the outside world, slowly losing their minds in this weird alternate reality slash planet, which Mars, assume. Yes. And and uh, so Aya may have held herself with a lot of style and grace during that time. We just didn't get to see it as true. much. She wasn't hugely on camera. She did catch those crabs, and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to her. It's changed her life, and now she can have crabs whenever she wants. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's outward bound yeah. for a lot of these people, you know. And who can blame them? I don't know. It's transformative if, experience. If killing a couple of crabs means you can have crabs whenever you want, any more than just like going to a restaurant saying, "I'll have Ordering the crab, crab, please." <laughs> I like that might be easier. I think we can. Like a lot of us can have crabs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, Jane. Multiple types of crabs. A lot of us can. <laughs> we also didn't see them eat the crab, did we? No. No. Just, just mercilessly killed and notoriously shelly. Um, you know, you gotta get the meat and you gotta you gotta be someone who's shelly prepared to <laughs> I'm so tired. Just suck the juice out of the leg. Anyway. <laughs> Karen wins a clue that appears to be like a spool of rope or twine or something <laughs> and um another clue do thing. <laughs> and then we leave with some whispering about something I couldn't make out. Episode, no, I thought that was the last one. There's a whole other one. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> oh, Lynette's caftan. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Susan and Shim have been trading, trading food. We've already talked about that. It's a charity challenge where they suck up bits of – they suck up lollies. Into, this, was, this one was dumb. Um, oh, but, this was so dumb. But we had an emotional moment with Ronnie. Can I call him Ronnie? I think you can call him Ronnie. He teared up um, when he mentioned he had two – Two charities. When he said that, I was like, oh, come on. Just because you're an all black, you can't have two charities. And then, boy, was I brought to, to the ground pretty quick when mm. he said that he's playing not only for Stanford children who look after vulnerable kids like himself, um, but also for the Bros charity, Ring of the Wingers Odyssey charity. And, oh. King shit. Me heart. He was like, I came here with the bro. He teared up a little. I mean, you have to remember the weight of that on these people as well. It's like, huge. It's huge. It's crazy. It's really, it's... It could not be in a more intense situation. For us, <laughs> it was a while ago because they shot at the beginning of the year and we know that, that uh, Inga Togamala died at 
at the beginning of the year. So it feels like we've had this space between. But what we're watching mm. is footage of them having little to no space between his passing totally. and them filming. And also, I remember when we went there, it was like, it was right as Omicron was going quite crazy in yeah. Auckland and yeah. everything was quite freaky again. Yeah. And it was like, just the context of this whole thing, I think, explains a lot of the real like zigzag emotions that we see every day yeah it was super cute though like seeing Polina because I I think Polina's a little bit like me on the short side and she's just like giving Ron some pats yeah. while he's having his his moment it was very cute yeah um Susan is threatening to do TikTok dances back at camp uh Lynette's <laughs> donning fancy outfits and then <laughs> which Susan takes the piss out of her about like, there's just, like, Lynette can't breathe without Susan giving her shit about something. Yeah. But I think they kind of love, like, maybe they're, like, Joker and the Batman. You maybe. Know? Like, they need each other. I think they do. <laughs> and she was kind of taking the piss out of herself. Like, she stood next to Lynette in her fabulous sparkly caftan was like, who wore it best? And then I believe Dame I Susan. I think Susan said who wore it best. Yeah, Susan said who wore it yeah. best. But then Dame Susan called herself a bush pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think she actually thinks she's like, This is all in good humour. But then... <laughs> Some actual tension comes in when Lynette's like, hey, I just hope you all realise that me standing down on all these challenges is kind of strategic. I hope you see that it's strategic and don't feel that I'm letting the team down. And <laughs> Susan's like, uh, it's about winning, so I don't think it's a sacrifice actually standing down. And I don't think you're standing down voluntarily. You're standing down because other people are standing up first. And she says that Lynette is whinging, whinging, whinging. Mm. A little bit bullyish. She's really picking on her. I think she also felt like, because Dame Seuss has set out of a few challenges, mm. so she, and she was like, you know, I'm a four-time world champion and I'm sitting out. How yeah. do you think that makes me feel? Yeah. I mean, I do think the subtext of it is quite interesting because I do feel like they're talking about being an older woman on a yes. show like this. In and fact, like, they, perhaps they should be joining forces in that conversation. Yeah. Batman and the Joker. And Imagine. The Joker. Imagine. Uh, anyway, Jesse, that's when we get Jesse with his zinc, um, the Momo level scary zinc. And then <laughs> Susie and Cam meditating. Uh, this is where Cam, again, he gets his time with Susie D and he's using it wisely. Just like cozies up to her with some meditation and putting her out of her comfort zone a bit, but then bonding over that. And then uses the opportunity to suggest that Courtney and Alex should go against each other if Cody win the face off. Um, and, and also does... A, a little sneaky throw under the bus of Melody at the same mm. time. Smiling assassin. Yeah. Very our, smiling our, assassin. Our cam. Yeah. I love it. He's had a couple of Tim Tams and he's just like yeah. <laughs> ready to go. He's on a rush. And also I think <laughs> after being able to share that news about like, hey, you can eliminate someone if, in your own team if you like, and Susie being, oh, that's helpful information. He's like, I'm in with her. Yeah. Now I've broken the seal. True. I can start feeding her, her all her my ideas. Amazing yeah. knowledge. <laughs> The team face-off is throwing water bucket to bucket and then quite a cool tree puzzle. Yeah. Like, I'd have That's that. a beautiful piece. I'd have that in my home. Beautiful piece for this table. Yeah. Uh, Cribbo, for all his amazing um, work that he does with a rugby ball, not very good at catching water in a bucket. I don't know if you noticed how bad his technique was. Everyone's got a weakness. He was trying to do some sort of, like, <laughs> throw the bucket towards the water thing rather than just, like, holding it to catch it. And it, it just... Very little water making the transfer. Oh, cribbo. Uh, Did you notice that I think they made a little film and television trick? The water was like white, kind of. Like I think they put milk powder uh, in it so you can see uh, it better on camera. It's a little trick they did then singing in the rain so you can see the rain when Gene Kelly kicks it up into the air. I feel like you just wanted just to say old, that so you could tell us about the old, Gene Kelly. <laughs> do you know about that Gene Kelly trick? Right He's no. playing Tetris on his phone. He's, he's not listening. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking. I'm, I'm in the real what pod. Dis- I'm at? in the real pod Discord. What are they saying? There is a lot of enthusiasm for a corny Christmas event. Yes, yeah, we're working on that. Oh, in breaking news! The back of my mind. <laughs> I also, I also haven't seen the the two latest uh, Celebrity Treasure Island. Episodes. Have you seen Singing in the Rain? No. You call yourself no. a bloody performer. <laughs> I'm familiar with it as a <laughs> as a touchstone of the golden era of Hollywood. Did you know that they put milk powder in the water so that when Gene Kelly picked up the water, you could it was more visibly Read obvious? On camera. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, I've That's just good. you've just learned something from me right now from listening God to damn me. It. Uh, listen That's back great. to you here. Thank you, you will find out the truth. Amazing. Um, milk powder. I imagine if it's anything like milk, a very smelly yuck in the sunshine, though. 
very smelly yuck. But, you know, Agree. it's all about the television show. It's all about the television. I could be wrong. I'm sure someone from Warner Brothers will tell me <laughs> in time. They do correct us on occasion, don't they? <laughs> in a loving way. Uh, Cody went again. Lynette was in on this challenge, so she was in on a winning challenge. Um, and then there was this extremely unsubtle note exchange between Polina and Susan, and Alex <laughs> caught it, and, oh, this could not have gone better for Polina and yeah. Karen. So good. So good, because... Polina's like, I've been caught. Alex saw me exchanging the note. Me and Karen are going to be in trouble. But Alex thinks Susan tried to hand Polina the note and that they didn't manage to make contact. So when then she saw Susan stuffing the note in her pocket that she got from Alex, that she got from Polina. But Alex thought, oh, the transfer didn't happen. The note's gone back into Susan's pocket and uh, that's where it stays. It's amazing. And she'll never know because she's off the island. Oh, true. I also love Polina at the start trying to communicate to Susan that she had a note. Just going, note. 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 Well, I mean, it worked, though. It did work. Because as soon as they walked out, I mean, Susan just It's why you need glasses. Yeah, it is. You can do all the different signals. That's true. Uh, They have the elimination and Matt whispers in Susan's ear... um, it's, it's to do, you've got to do the puzzle with the feet. (laughs) To help him make the decision about who should go. I wish he hadn't. I wish he hadn't said that. I would have loved to have seen, no. like, Cribbo there with his... Uh, oh, he can, oh he, imagine his The feet. captains can't go up in the challenge, can they, though, the elimination Whose challenge? feet do you want to see the most? Oh, uh, I, reckon, uh, I reckon Dylan probably would have been pretty handy with his feet. True. Yeah. True. Grippy feet. Grippy feet. Joel? Joel with his feet? I think height was definitely an advantage in this, in this one. Yes. Yes. Because and Courtney... She tall. She tall. She tall. Um, Alex, not a shorty, though. Not a shorty. But Courtney tall. Uh, this looked like it was killer on the abs. They had to stack up a bunch of blocks and then put little little kind things. Toilet plungers. <laughs> Gone awry. Not toilet plungers so much as toilet roll holders. True. Yeah. But definitely from the toilet. Something to do with <laughs> the toilet. Um, toppers, they called them. Uh, toppers for your bottom. And the, the wind whips through, <laughs> knocks down some blocks, but Courtney brings it through for the W and Alex is off home. Uh, as they have a, cl- a little hug, Alex says, win it for me. Emotional. Very emotional. Um, Courtney wins the clue. She's, she reads it and then she's like, oh, my God, I hold all the power. And then we get the credits. What could that possibly be? I don't know. Maybe You're it just the is. Winner? <laughs> <laughs> the, the treasure is buried right here under your feet right now. It's got to be to do with being able to pick captains or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's got to be. From this, they're, they're merging into one trope, right? Yeah. Or do they go to two? First. I can't remember how it works. They go sometimes it, if if like if Kuaka went down to like a couple just a couple of members, they'll be merged into the team. Mm. That doesn't I think that's what happened last season. Mm. Um I think Katapo got split up. Oh Katipo. No, that Take yeah, they split back. them they split them into the two remaining teams. The that's two right. stronger teams. Mm. Um, that's right. Because Chris got yeah. La, yeah, and Lana was the only Katapo member who went from was the only one in the her new team. Oh, Katipo. Lana. I know. I haven't heard that name. Remember then she got battle, she got battle braids? She got battle That's braids. Right. And, and the rest of the Katapo team were like upset that she'd like <laughs> changed alliances so quickly because she turned up with plaits in her oh, hair. Oh, I love this it's show. It's such a good show. Right. Such a good quick, show. Quick um, diversion to Orewa. Do you want me to tell you what happened on the block? Yes, because I watched none of it because I had technical Erica and I, Erica, and I couldn't get <laughs> technical Erica. <laughs> I couldn't get into the Dropbox. <laughs> Um, well, it was stairwell and powder room week. Oh, what a shame. I missed out. As we've, as we've discussed. Um, Chloe and Ben, they had like this real, real pod flashing. One of their tradies, who was working on the roof, shot six nails through the side of their skylight by accident. Oh, my And it was like this huge disaster. And I was like, who is that guilty Denver? Because <laughs> they had to get like the big dog, Dougal, the big like skylight lord to come back and fix it. And it was a big, it was a big to do. So that was their big drama of the week. And he billed them $2,222.22 for the privilege. They built a coffee recess next to their powder room and stairwell, which I thought was kind of weird. Oh, cup of coffee while you wait. (laughs) Yeah. Before you hit the stairs, (laughs) you've got a caffeine. Actually, not as dumb as it sounds for a lot of people, coffee cleanses, it Gets pushes things, going. things through. So like you could have situation. a quick espresso shot or a double. True. You're really, and you're like, I've got, to, I've got to leave the house in five minutes. I don't have time to muck around. <laughs> quick I'm double not shot. Not up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> quick double shot and we are out of here, you know. Straight to the powder room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Euphemistically. I can't remember much about the judging. The huge thing is that Jason was away. Right. Jason was away this week, so they brought in Tim and Artie to judge with Shelley. And good old, good old lad. They gave it a good solid crack. Oh, good on them. <laughs> good on them. They gave it a good solid crack. I mean, Artie was actually, like, quite savage. He Maybe he had, like, overhyped himself for the big job, but he was like, those hinges don't match the door in house, like, somewhere else in the house. He was very, very oh, finicky. right. Um... I don't remember how well they did. Okay. I don't remember. Can, was who there won. anything stand out? Any standout features about just the coffee recess? The coffee recess, <laughs> and it was mostly feature. about the skylight. Wow! That got all these nails. It was like most of the episode. And you I only watched one episode. You don't remember who won? No. Okay. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. I do. It was a joint win oh. between Chloe and Ben and Stacey and Adam. Stacey and Adam did something really crazy. They put. You know how they've been rocking that like vinyl kind of fake wood on some of their in some of their rooms, like a dark brown fake wood. They took it all along the floor. That sounds horrible. All the way by up way. the wall and all the way onto the ceiling. <laughs> and I feel like they're just greening out at this point in the competition. Like they should not be making those crazy decisions. Sorry, fake wood vinyl. All the way, yeah. That seems like very non designery. Well they were both loving it. They were high on their own supply and Pete <laughs> Pete <laughs> Pete was like, this looks like a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> like a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> but yeah, they got they got the joint win. Yeah. I don't know what's going they did, on. They played there. a they played a something, I think. I don't remember. They played a <laughs> played a minus one undo plus four carry the six. They played a something or other. Shelly did not like it. She said dancing on the ceiling. She's like, I love Lionel Richie, but dancing on the ceiling is not happening in my house. Can I just say something? What? Lino Richie. <gasps> Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the next week teaser? Because I know there's a big old week next week, isn't it? It's a huge week next week. Outside. Outside! <laughs> oh, wait, Quinn and Ben. Quinn and Ben, to get around there. You know how there was the drama about how they wanted to put plaster on the three walls? No. There was, plas- there was drama about the plaster, and the other teams were like, we only want you to plaster one wall, not three, because that's an advantage. So instead, Ben, Galaxy Brain, was like, what if I just make it one wall by curving the yes. entire thing so there's no corners? <gasps> So they did that and plastered it, and then the judges were like, this is weird. <laughs> what is all this weird plaster curveball? <laughs> but he got there. It's a loophole, is what it was. Everyone's just going crazy. Um, Marie and James did well. <laughs> did a neutral uh, stairwell at Powder I room. just feel like this show would be no different if Marie and James weren't there. Bless them. Bless them. They've won their money in this season. They don't need to be here. They're just not as uh, captivating television as yeah. the other teams. Marie, I think, um, wanted to – she was like, this has made my dreams come true coming back on the block. I want to make everyone else's dreams come true, which mostly consisted of pushing Quinn in a wheelbarrow because Quinn wanted to be a lawnmower person when she grew up. Well, cut, then shouldn't she be pushing the cutting, wheelbarrow? Cut, no, it, she was cutting the grass from the wheelbarrow. I don't know what you're even talking about anymore. This she's is not, in none, the wheelbarrow. This makes no sense. In the wheel, Quinn is in the wheelbarrow. Quinn has. Is this scissors. just like a funny cutaway? Yeah, but like it was quite a thing. Okay. And then she went around trying to make other people's dreams come true, and Stacey was just like, "I want to win the block. <laughs> That's my dream." <laughs> has she got her voice back, by the way. Yes. Yeah. It's returning. Thank that goodness. is that is the big news. All right, and that is our podcast for the week. Thank you very much. For listening. Thank you, T.I. here. Everyone, go to T.I. here's show, please. Friday Look night. Look it up. Look it up. Winter <laughs> Garden, Modern Māori Quartet, that 80s. Honestly, Google any of those things and you'll find your way there and you will not regret it. It's going to be the best. Um, thanks, Alex. Thank you, Jane. Your hair looks lovely today, by Thank the way. Thank you very much. So does yours. Thank you. I wonder what Duncan's hair looks like. No idea. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe he's just having a really bad hair day. He is a bit like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Goodbye. See you Bye. next week. Kia ora e Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.